Federal Reserve raised interest rates again marks the end of one era and potentially starting a new era, a new era that has consequences of, of major proportions. The overall economic situation, our condition, is one of decline. Money Matters USA with Fred Sage. And you also need to work with your advisor to create multiple income streams. You're at the right place for information every week regarding all the components of a successful retirement plan. Asset allocation is really a driving force for how much your accounts are going to grow. Fred Sade is a financial fiduciary and retirement specialist. I have to put the client's interest ahead of my own pocketbook at, at all times. I must be able to justify why I'm making the recommendations. Money Matters USA with Fred Sade. Fred Sade is a fiduciary and founding, or founder and managing director of the firm Money Matters USA. That's the name of the firm. That's the name of the podcast. That's the name of the companion video series. You can search YouTube Money Matters USA with Fred Sade and spell Sade, S-A-I-D-E. I'm consumer advocate Dave Perkins with Fred. Uh, you know... I always learned, as we've all learned, um, it's kind of like Economics 101, that a recession is defined by two quarters of negative GDP growth, which we've had, Fred, right? But mm-hmm. but, but yeah. we're hearing, you know, some some people are saying, oh, but we're not in a recession. I, so, I mean, it kind of walks and quacks like a duck. Does that make it a duck? <laughs> <laughs> well, in, in the United Kingdom... It's just flat out. Uh, it's not politicized, as it's become here. Uh, it's uh, two quarters of, of uh, negative growth of contraction, or it, it's uh, considered a to be a recession. Mm-hmm. End of story. No argument. Right here, there's there's um, there's argument uh, uh, over whether or not it's two quarters, whether it's multiple quarters. Is it one quarter? Uh, what is it? There's no argument that the economy has contracted. That that is beyond argument. Yeah, I mean, it really has. Uh, we've got some uh, outside sources weighing in on the podcast today. Let's check in with Steve Forbes on this very issue. Well, beauty may be in the eye of a beholder, but a recession is a recession. Mm. There's no getting around it. Two quarters straight. And uh, they may try to pretty it up. But the fact of the matter is, people feel incomes are not going up as fast as prices. Uh, the economy, they don't feel, is going the way it should. There are many of them are dipping into savings. Mm-hmm. They're seeing interest rates go up, which means if they're using credit card debt, they know where that, what direction right. that's going into. If you look at housing sales, you look at some of the other economic reports, things are not very rosy right now. No, they're, no, they're not rosy, that's for sure. So, you know, in looking at it from the retirement perspective, how do you feel the average American, and let's, let's go ahead and make this the average pre-retiree, soon-to-be retiree, or retiree, how can they best protect themselves in this? Well, for, first of all, uh, I saw a staggering statistic uh, about the number of retirees who are coming out of retirement mm-hmm. right now uh, in, in order to make ends meet. If you are pre-retired uh, and you can work longer than stay employed, continue to work, postpone your retirement date. If you can't do either of those, that is, continue to work or come out of retirement and and get a job for whatever the 
the reasons are, then I think you have some very difficult choices. If you look at your expenses, between expenses that are mandatory and expenses that are, you know, by choice, uh, if you like, uh, then I think you, you start with your mandatory expenses and you see, is there any room to make a reduction? You should be able to reduce uh, some of your mandatory expenses, usually up to about 5%. After that, it becomes impossible. I mean, you, you need electricity. You could be careful about running your air conditioning or careful about putting lights out and that sort of thing. There's a limit uh, to that, uh, you know, because those are basic necessities. You, you need to have uh, water. You need to have electricity. You need to have food. You need to have shelter. So there, you, there are real constraints there. Where you aren't as constrained, where you have the, by choice, the discretionary expenses, that's, that's where you have to tidy up. And, and make some hard choices about what you can uh, eliminate. Uh, if, if, you know, if, if we're dealing with averages, the, the, average, the average American does not spend, you know, 80 to 85% of their pre-retirement income in retirement. The latest research from uh, Boston College's Retirement Center their research shows the average American is spending about 60 to 65 percent of their pre-retirement income. Now, of course, they're, they're not do, dealing, with, dealing with the super wealthy uh, in this uh, study. Mm -hmm. the, the, it's actually a tiered study. And uh, so there might be uh, room uh, in, in the vault. I would think there might be and there would be. Uh, so in other words, uh, you might want to cut out uh, one or two of the streaming channels and, and go with one or two channels instead of four. You might want to look at some of the free television options and, and so on. So those are, those are some things you can do, but that, that means that you you know, have to look at what your spending pattern is, and that's that's the budgeting thing or the cash flow thing that a lot of people don't uh, like to like to do. But yeah. but that's that's really where you have to where you have to start. And if you do have to use your credit cards, then have a plan on how you're going to pay down the balance because credit card debt is high high interest debt. It's, mm. it's lousy debt, and you want to get rid of it as Terrible soon as you debt. can, if you can. You know what I see is unfortunate in where we are now from someone who may be just retired. I mean, they're in the go-go years. They're, those are supposed to yeah. be the really fun years. It's a shame uh, that we're in this now and hopefully won't last long because they may be having to postpone some of that uh, that fun, that fun time. Let's get another source to weigh in. We'll continue to beat this drum because we're looking at where we are right now. We'll go to Larry Kudlow, Fox Business, weighing in. The faster the Fed operates, the sooner we can get out of this. But it's going to be a painful 12 to 15 months. The economic slump in the first half of the year is a function of skyrocketing inflation. 
real wages falling, real retail sales falling, manufacturing falling. Consumer confidence crashed again. It's down about 30% from a year ago with an inflation forecast of 7.6% for the uh, next 12 months. I happen to agree with that very much. Look, the first quarter was down 1.6%. Today's down 1.2%. But I don't care. It could be plus one or minus one. We are in a recession. And every economist knows that. And it's going to get worse. Let's look at uh, financial red zone planning. You're five, ten years away. And you mentioned correctly, Fred, that some people may not even have a choice. They may have to work longer or or they may have to go back into retirement. But you also want to make sure that they're not going or not back into work, the workforce from retirement. You want to make sure they're not doing that out of emotion or fear, but looking at the numbers. But how can you take someone in that, that pre-retiree financial red zone planning years and make it where they can stay on track or what tools? do you have available? Well, we have uh, a number of of software programs uh, that will give you an analysis of exactly where you are. And once we know where you want to get to, then we have to see what adjustments or what needs to be done uh, to get you there. Now, it may turn out as you're implying, that it may be impossible to get to where you want to get to. And so then you have to, you have to make some choices. There has to be a plan B in which you scale back some of the things you thought you would like to do uh, and to be more realistic. The uh, other thing is that you have to have an appreciation of uh, understanding of risk. And uh, that's important because I, I find that people don't understand risk. They confuse risk with volatility. Mm-hmm. Uh, volatility and variance are the same. It's just the market going up and down. But, but risk uh, is, is a completely different uh, animal um, because the simplest way to think about risk is, is to say it's a cost. It's the cost imposed on you in trying to grow your money, preserve your preserve your assets, and, and make them do what you want them to do so they, so they last and you can leave a legacy. There's only two things you can do with money. You can spend it or leave a legacy. There's, nothing, there's no third uh, option. So there's a lot of pain here uh, to, be, to be sure. And, and, and the, um, Cudlow is, is using um, Milton Friedman's metric uh, you know, of about 15 months, it, it could be more. Mm-hmm. Um, the, I mean, there's, there's big, the biggest argument, you know, is, is really Wall Street's very rosy uh, atmosphere that, that, that maybe not today, uh, but uh, there, was, there was this thinking that the Fed is going to moderate uh, against inflation. And they tried it out in Neil Kashkari, who's uh, considered to be a dove, the head of the um, Minnesota branch uh, of the, uh, the uh, yeah, the Minnesota branch of the Fed. And, and uh, you know, and, and he's, he's claiming that the Fed is determined to uh, squash inflation. So I think Cudlow is right uh, in, in that the thinking at the Fed is that they won't have to raise interest rates above 7% to squash down. Uh, on inflation. That's a lot different than uh, Milton Friedman's uh, notion that you have to get uh, one to two points above inflation, and, and which was the way Volcker 
uh, ultimately crushed inflation. So it, it's it's a different mindset. And that's a different mindset uh, for for Cudlow, by the way, who who had been channeling uh, Friedman uh, up until this uh, recent uh, his re most recent uh, on air statement. But uh, I, I think every um, there, every re responsible economist, to, and including those who, run the de who identify as, as Democrat, ha have admitted that they, they have talked to the administration privately, and the administration is deaf to their uh, suggestions and, and recommendations. And uh, that the administration is determined to stay on its uh, on its course. So I agree with Cudlow. It's going to be very, very uh, painful. And uh, whether or not we get this massive tax increase, it's really it's really on the shoulders of of, of uh, Senator Sinema. I mean, she's she's right. the wild card. Right. Yeah. I mean, if if she doesn't agree to it, it's it's DOA. Mansion um, came on board, right? Well, Mansion Mansion did go uh, go for it. Uh, got some uh, concessions on on energy, some uh, money that would uh, go into West Virginia. Also, he's not up for re-election in this election cycle, and um, the insiders are saying that Mansion is not going to run for re-election. He's done. This is mm -hmm. final term. So whether or not that's true or not, I I can't say. But uh, it's really up to Senator Cinema whether or not uh, this whole thing comes comes down to the fact that the country is e so evenly divided. Why do they put so many different things in the in this in legislation like this? Because you know a lot of people uh, have enjoyed who are with on Obamacare or Affordable Care Act the uh, additional uh, tax. Um, subsidies or cuts or whatever you would call it in that to lower those premiums that's included in this extending that is yeah, included because in it this. was running it was set to expire yeah so i mean why it's it's like they i guess it's, yeah, it's strategy an omnibus it is an omnibus spending bill yeah, i they, mean if you if you look at all the unspent stimulus that that's it's in the pipeline uh and all this new spending you, you're talking about another trillion plus of of uh, of additional brand new spending uh, that is not helpful. It, it's going to make inflation uh, worse. I I know that there are some Wall Street guys that are saying no 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 it really won't yeah but it, yeah it will because because the supply problem has not been solved. The supply problem is worse today than it than it was uh, six or, or seven months ago. The um, Port of Los Angeles, Long Beach is, is still backed up. So you have container ships that, that came to the East Coast. So Savannah just had a one-week strike. That's an additional 21 work days or so of, of backup. Port of New York and New Jersey is, uh, is backed up. Uh, there's no uh, Port of Baltimore is backed up. I mean, there's, there's no place to go uh, with this. So supply... This is still a supply problem, and it's not any better. It doesn't matter what the White House says. The, the reality uh, is, is what it is. Now, in, in addition to the National Bureau of Economic Research, which makes the call on recession, and it's always uh, backward looking, there is a National Statistical Bureau. I don't recall the exact name of it, but if you look it up, you can find it. 
and, and they are providing economic statistics to, to show beyond a shadow of any doubt that the economy has uh, has contracted. So there's real pain here uh, that that people are, you know, are, are feeling. Um, and, you know, every every time I put gasoline in my car, I, when I drive away from the from the gas station, I feel poor. Yeah, that, don't we uh, all? Yeah, you go to the grocery and you put a few things in the basket and it's a hundred bucks. I know. That's why that's why I actually bought some lottery tickets. <laughs> yeah, but you didn't win, I know, because No, I know, that's that's that true. One billion I, I dollars. I did not, but I but I but I but I did buy, I did break down and buy I did too. I did tickets. too. I couldn't not, you know, when it's a billion dollars. I mean, apparently there was one ticket that matched and that was in Illinois. So, yeah. yeah. Wow. Lucky lucky son of a gun. Oh, man. Life changer, no doubt. Well, uh, we'll close out the segment. We'll get one more um, uh, source to weigh in on this, and then we'll close out this segment because we've got something interesting to move into in the second segment of the podcast. But let's go first to Mohammed El Arian speaking on the overall economic stability of the U.S. as it stands now. This is an economy that's weakening at a much faster rate than most people expected. That's the bottom line. Whether we're in recession or not is not as interesting as the fact that we are weakening really fast. Yes, inflation is going to come down at a headline level, but it's not going to come down fast enough given how fast the economy is weakening, and that's going to put the Fed in the same dilemma it's been in for the last few months. Help me understand what he means by that, whether we're in a recession or not. We're in an economy that's weakening. Regardless right. well, of recession. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, that's what I was indicating uh, with the statistical yeah. uh, in- information. The, the Yeah. Um, first of all, you, ha- you have sectors of, of the economy that are weakening. So, for example, the, the, jo- the, the jobs report that came out and that uh, President Biden was making a big issue of it, doesn't mean very much because it's a lagging indicator and, we, and it's going to get two more corrections. So we won't know what the July jobs report really is until October when the final corrections uh. are in. So it doesn't really tell us uh, very much. We, we know that we know that rents are way up. We know that interest rates have uh, on mortgages have gone up. So people who would have bought a house have had to put that off. Um, in, in some markets, people are just being frozen out of those markets, and they have to consider either staying put or relocating to some other part of the country that isn't that doesn't have as you know greater uh, as much fire in, in the housing uh, in the housing market. Um, commodi- commodities are are secular, so some commodities are very hot right now, but others um, you know come down in price as the economy. Uh, starts to weaken. Now, we grow all of the food that we need in this in this country. There should not be a a food shortage in, in this country, but we do depend on petroleum in order to make fertilizer, and uh, and because of the supply chain uh, backups, there's, there's there is some problem in, in shipping uh, beef or hogs or or what have you. So chickens and, and so on. So this has <clears throat> this has had some some price uh, adjustment. And, um, you know, then you have to look at what's your substitution strategy. So you might want to might be forced to eat canned, um, you know, turkey or canned mm. chicken or 
I was going to say spam, but yeah. there's a real scandal going on in New York City uh, because of the um, district attorney in Manhattan who has just about decriminalized uh, virtually everything. So some of the stores have had to put spam into locked containers because people were stealing spam. And um, what, but why Post- Dawn dish? I was reading, and I didn't read the story. The headline: Dawn dishwashing liquid. They're having to lock up. Did you hear that? <laughs> no, I wish I, I clicked I, that on I that. Had- I saw the headline. I just thought, you know what? I just can't read that. Why they're having to lock up Dawn? I have, I have I, I need no to- <laughs> idea. Yeah, I think I mean, it was that. Was. I'm gonna I'm gonna search it during the break, which is coming up now. Yeah, you know, I don't I don't want to knock spam because. Uh, Somebody told me that the spam is a very big dish in Hawaii. Oh, really? I, I, I yeah. No, I don't know. I, I wasn't. I think I've heard that. I wasn't aware of it. I've, I never really liked spam. I've, I've eaten it on occasion. <clears throat> Years ago when I was when I was uh, a graduate student, money was scarce. So yeah, spam I know that. can last almost forever. Yeah. Uh, so I... I haven't used it. I did use it to. Um, oh, I don't know if I ever. Sh- I, I know a lot. A lot of a lot of guys in the South years ago used to use spam to wax their to wax their cars. Remember when we we had those, uh, you know, uh, uh, Chevrolets that had a- aqua and cream color. You remember those? <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> uh, so they would use spam instead of salmon eyes, and what? you get one heck of a shine. With, with oh, okay. With with spam, <laughs> actually better than uh, uh, than car wax. I don't know how it is today. I, I, with food being short, I, I don't think anybody would wax their car with spam. Well, I don't know. I know you, maybe not. Food. But I can understand the <laughs> the byproduct of that. You know, I was actually reading that Applebee's is now going into the lip gloss business uh, with, b- like, barbecue, like, wing-flavored lip gloss. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you do? Chew your lip? <laughs> I, I guess. Yeah, you may be tempted to. Oh, I did I did get the answer to why they're locking up. Some stores are locking up Dawn. I think it's Old Spice and Colgate. And it goes to the same thing you were saying with the spam. What do they call it? Um, organized retail crime. Yeah. 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 Well, wow. it's been decriminalized in uh, in New York City, and I, I know in uh, Manhattan and and the Bronx it, it is Staten Island or Borough of Richmond is not. That's Republican stronghold. Staten and, Island. Uh, yeah, it's like a different and, world, right? <laughs> you oh, know, yeah, in many very, ways, very, very, much closer to uh, to New Jersey. Yeah, it definitely uh, has more of a New Jersey feel. Yeah, yeah uh, more rural uh, has a more rural, yeah, uh, small townish uh, feel. Yeah, um, than the, the yeah you know, because because uh, well, bridge now to to get from uh, the Verrazano Bridge uh, to get from uh, Staten Island to the other other boroughs uh, of, of New York. Yeah, but for years it was just a ferry. Oh yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, but any, but that's really, that's really fascinating. It has not, um, uh, I, I don't want to say it has not, uh, CBS uh, has, and uh, Walgreens have locked up some stuff. Uh, yeah, some in, stores are, yeah. Yeah, no. I was in CBS. That's frustrating. Day. That really is frustrating because for those of us who've always just gone in the store and just bought the product, now what, do we have to hunt down an employee to unlock it yes. for us now? 
Yeah, that, that uh, is a that's a oh, pain. Oh yeah, oh, oh yeah. But you know, there's another thing. In some cases, you don't get the product; they give you a card, and then what? you go up to the register oh, and you get, you pay off the card. They take the card and then they hand you the product. Oh and, my and they, God. and they have that in a locked uh, area. Uh, oh, it's just okay. Well, I'm, you know, I'm the gonna... New York Post had a had a had a quote. Of, they they interviewed uh, someone. Uh, and took a picture of this person. So the reporter didn't just make it up. Yeah. And the report, the question the reporter said, well, don't you find it objectionable that somebody walks in here and steals, you know, cans of Spam, steals toothpaste? And the woman said, well, if they need it, why, why would I object? What? Yeah. I don't even know where I am anymore. <laughs> neither, neither, neither do, neither do I. I, I think the, uh, I think the summer of love uh, and the pandemic have, have really Collided. coarsened. Yeah, no, I, I really think that it has coarsened uh, people. People have lost, yeah. uh, so, you know, some of their I social graces. Yeah. I mean, pe people say things that are uh, sometimes my my head is is uh, has to snap I, back and i'm thinking i think I it's believe. social media too it's yeah. not it, it's yeah, social it's, it's media astonishing. too yeah I, you read stuff really and is. say my goodness who would how could you say something like yeah, that yeah it's, it's terrible crazy. well we'll take a break know, here i know yeah. oh go ahead no i'm just gonna say some people need to be toilet trained again <laughs> <laughs> yeah they need to go back that far and yeah. add all the other training that comes between toilet training and adulthood. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to look at spousal strategies next. Uh, planning for retirement is almost always a challenge. Now, for couples with a significant age gap, it can be even more complicated. So when we return on the podcast, Fred's going to outline several retirement planning points for couples with eight or more years between them. That's coming up on Money Matters USA. Are you losing sleep over market volatility affecting your hard-earned retirement savings? You can't afford to lose a big portion of your nest egg with not enough time to recover. Many people want safety and the guarantee of principal, but also prefer the potential of higher growth with the market. And now you can have both. Call Fred Sade at Money Matters USA at 800-593-8188. That's 800-593-8188. We're back with Money Matters USA. Again, the companion video series you can find on YouTube with a simple search of Money Matters USA with Fred Said. S-A-I-D is how you spell Fred's last name. Fred is a financial fiduciary. He's a licensed fiduciary. He holds a Ph.D. in economics from Duke University. He is the founder and managing director of the firm Money Matters USA and dealing with retirement planning. And as we looked at in the first segment of the podcast today, there certainly are challenges in where we stand now in our current economy now with um, getting for those near retirement or in retirement. Fred will talk to you about the strategies that can help you overcome those challenges and and bridge those gaps, which seem make it uh, seem a little wider now. But we're going to look at something a little different here. We're going to look at when couples retire. We're going to look at spousal strategies when there's a significant age gap, eight, ten. 
even 20 years between couples. So you've got a situation where one could be for a significant amount of time retired while the other's working. Uh, we talk about this a lot, and Social Security maximization is a big part of your process, Fred. Uh, that uh, definitely factors in your Social Security decisions, I'll say. Oh, yeah. It, it, abs- it absolutely does. And you really, uh, one thing, you know, uh, I guess the standard approach, uh, which is valid, is to have a staggered claiming strategy. You might also want to think about a staggered retirement uh, strategy. Uh, w- one spouse may retire first, the other spouse uh, may want to continue working depending upon the the age difference, especially if the, if there's a, oh, I'd say a 10 or more year uh, age difference. Eight, eight is difficult uh, to manage, but uh, when it's more than that, it's even more difficult. So um, uh, you, you would want to certainly uh, look at um, if, if the well, it depends on which spouse is, is older. If the if you have a staggered strategy and the uh, older spouse retires, then they may not want to claim Social Security. Mm-hmm. If, if the if it's um, sp- if, the, if the spouse with the lesser income retires first, then it, then it might make perfect sense to go ahead and and claim Social Security while the other spouse. Uh, does a uh, deferral. The other thing that you want to look at is what what can you use if there's a gap here. What what other as income producing assets uh, can you use to close to close the uh, gap if if maximum waiting, a maximum deferral, uh, is not uh, is is not an option. Uh, so you, uh, it's very. Um, Telling, I think that there that there has not been an increase uh, in in uh, in claiming um, uh, at at age sixty two. It has stayed pretty pretty level. But we we know that that um, you know that there are second marriages. We know that some people uh, choose not to get married uh, for a period of time because they they're wrapped up in in, in their career. They may date, but they but they have no serious intention of, of marrying. So they they marry late, and and maybe it's too, and maybe it's past childbearing uh, age. So um, again, it's it's important to figure out what the what the strategy is. That there's no there you know there's no panacea here. There's no universal answer. No, there's really uh, not. What you know one thing I mentioned the go go years earlier and how it's unfortunate that some people are having to maybe cut back in those fun years of early retirement. What about the older spouse retiring? And then the younger spouse may have to work five, yeah. six, seven, eight, or more years. That's yeah. really cutting into their together time in those go-go years. Yeah, I, I have those situations uh, right now. And uh, in some cases, um, the younger spouse will retire, I'll say temporarily, uh, to enjoy the go-go years. And then as things uh, slow down, uh, then they they may take a, a part time oh, uh, job yeah. because yeah because because the older spouse is is now uh, more sedentary and and the and the go go uh, years uh, you know the the travel and all the uh, 
uh, deferred things that you want to do, you've already done the bulk yeah. of them. So you're so it it, uh, it can work out with with a part time uh, job. Sometimes the the um, retired spouse may may choose to do some volunteer work or something like that, just to you know be, be busy during during the, during the period where, of time when the um, younger spouse has resumed some kind of part time. Uh, some kind of part-time work. What are the uh, health insurance challenges they face? Uh, there's, a, there's a lot. Uh, you know, one, one spouse uh, may be on Medicare. The other spouse may uh, may may not be. Um, they ha- it's um, it eventually healthcare becomes an enormous uh, expense, and, and the uh, cash flow has to be adjusted. Uh, for it, uh, if they're both Medicare eligible, then it's uh, just then it's simply carving out a Medicare strategy. Again, that's something that we that we do. We don't we don't uh, I don't sell the coverage, but I do the planning, and uh, we work with a couple of firms that do nothing but uh, uh, Medicare coverage. So mm-hmm. we we refer out to them for the product. Uh, portion of it, but but we do the planning uh, you know, because that does because uh, it's a it's a major expense not only for the insurance but you know all the out of pockets that aren't covered by Medicare. Running through the challenges faced and how they can be met with uh, retirement spousal strategies when there's a significant age gap. That's with Fred Sade, who, again, is available no matter where you are to talk with you and and offer that initial consultation with you about retirement planning. 800-593-8188 for Fred Sade. 800-593-8188. Always interesting in how you can, when there's a significant age gap, find that balance for your clients. where one is de-accumulating and the other is still accumulating. What about the withdrawal strategy in that case? Uh, withdrawal strategies are, are a very big uh, challenge. And we've talked about these in podcasts and also in, in our video uh, series where we, we've looked at the uh, three different uh, strategies that are uh, available. So uh, it. You know, it, you can only do two things with money. You can spend it or you can leave it as a legacy. Uh, and if you're going to spend it, then it becomes a question of, you know, of, of, of which type of, of asset you use and, and how do you mix and match them uh, together to avoid uh, running out of uh, money. Now, the fact that one spouse is accumulating is, is actually a positive because that money can be invested uh, for uh, future future growth, especially with that age difference and uh, having to have some adjustments or even compromises on Social Security uh, that they're not left with the survivor Social Security uh, as as their uh, only or primary asset. They they would then have some uh, other asset or assets that that could be used uh, to uh, to support them. Uh, when when they are alone as as a widow or as a widower widower, if they um, have a pension, when when is what's the too late point to make sure that their spouse is covered with that? I mean, is that one of those things you make that decision initially, and then it's you know it's too late, or 
How does that work? Yeah, unfortunately, most people don't make that decision until until they're they're up to the point where they're going to take the money out. Now, mm-hmm. the statutory joint survivor at fifty percent. Now, some companies give you a cash out option; others do not. And so, uh, if if you um, first of all, if they give you a cash out option, you 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 should see whether or not uh, the benefit, the uh, income benefit being provided uh, by the plan, uh, whether or not you can do better uh, uh, by uh, in, in a commercial annuity. Now, immediate annuities have gone up about 20, 22% in, in the income that they're putting out. So that that's that's a viable uh, alternative. Second of all, if, if you are looking to maximize income with a life-only payout, then you have to have some kind of contingency if you are insurable on some basis, uh, and everybody is. Or, uh, or you can use a strategy to, to become insurable, and that's another conversation. Uh, but you can use the present value of life insurance. You can present value the stream and then, and then buy the difference. In other words, you buy, you'd buy that uh, 50% uh, differential, and, and then you could go ahead and claim the max amount. And then at uh, the death of the, uh, of the, cl- of the uh, uh, pensioner, the uh, surviving spouse would then uh, get, uh, receive the life insurance and, and the life insurance would, would be used for income and that would uh, provide the alternative. Okay. And then life insurance now has evolved in many ways to help with what I guess we can close out with this uh, with, with spousal strategies for couples with a significant age difference. And if it's really significant, there needs to be protection for the younger spouse if the older spouse were to need long-term care. I mean, what? Because that that could be that could be horrible. I mean, what what kind of yeah. protections in place for that? Well, um, there are studies that show that the that the spouse that provides care in almost half the cases dies before the person who is, who is receiving care, and, that, and that's a Boston College hmm. uh, study. So that's wow. a very significant. So you have to figure out how you're going to how you are going to provide it. You have to look at uh, your alternatives, uh, how to use uh, uh, insurance, how to use uh, annuities uh, to do that. Um, you can, you can, there's not, there's, there's real, you can sell, you can't self fund, but you can self pay a certain amount of that. But it's just, it, because you really have to decide paying for long term care is coming out of your income and then out of your assets. So it's a question of, of, of how do you protect the income and the assets? If, if and if you do have to, adopt Medicaid, that's your strategy, then you have to really have to look at how we're going to protect the, the uh, community spouses, it's called the one that's not in the facility. Remember, um, Medi- Medicaid has some exceptions today, so it's not automatically uh, a nursing home, you, you can get home care uh, under, under Medicaid. Uh, however, it's it's it is an attack on on your on your assets, and you have to figure out uh, where does that lead? if if the person who's receiving care if they eat all the assets, and that's what's going to happen for the most part. Uh, in order to qualify, then where does that leave the surviving spouse, and and that becomes an enormous uh, problem. So it's not something that you should. Uh, ignore and uh, and 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 we, again, we we have the software to to look at this as as a separate issue. If you want to look at it 
separately. We prefer to look at it in a holistic uh, uh, way. But if, if you're not willing to do that, then then we have the software that can uh, that can that can uh, come in and, and zero in on this particular problem, and then then you can make uh, an intelligent decision. Well, spousal strategies and Fred has been doing this uh, long enough to have dealt with or dealt with or yeah, dealt with many couples and probably a majority of the time in talking about retirement planning, whether there's a significant age difference or not. Fred is available again to talk to you about whether it's you, a single person retiring or getting together as a couple, being on the same page and getting the right strategies for you and what needs to be considered. 800-593-8188, 800-593-8188 for Fred's sake. We do appreciate you joining us on a podcast that can cover everything from inflation to recession to spam and dawn dishwashing <laughs> liquid uh <laughs> it's been a good one a great conversation as always fred we'll get back together and do it again next week all right <laughs> the, these podcasts drop every friday so do what you need to do like subscribe share and check out the video series to money matters usa with fred Sade, spell Sade s-a-i-d-e we'll see you next week on the podcast money matters usa Investment advisory services offered through Money Matters USA, LLC. Fred Sade and his guests provide general information, not individually targeted personalized advice, and are not liable for the usage of information discussed. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles should not be considered investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell in any of these financial vehicles. This information should also not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with a professional specializing in the fields of tax, legal accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to the securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company and are offered through Money Matters USA, LLC. By contacting Money Matters USA, you may be provided information regarding the purchase of insurance products.